0: All right, guys, welcome back into another NFL DFS video. My name is Eric Paul Zane with 9 to 5 Sports. Going to be getting into the week 16 Sunday Christmas slate. Uh, It's a little three-game slate, but it's one that I'm pretty excited about because there's lots of value, uh, and I think the lineup process is going to be a little bit more straightforward uh, than typical weeks, and we got some very soft pricing, which is going to make it easier to put out some good builds. So without further ado, let's get into it. If you guys enjoy the coverage, make sure to give a like and subscribe. So starting out with the Green Bay Packers, okay, I'm going to go game by game and position by position, team by team. So starting with Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think it makes a ton of sense to be on Aaron Rodgers. He has been an extremely consistent quarterback. Uh, you know, he could have had a bigger game against the Rams. We all saw that. Uh, Christian Watson kind of let him down kind of on two plays. First, there's the the screen or it wasn't a screen. It was just more like an end of round pass. I, I thought he could have scored on that. And then obviously the the quick like bubble screen, if you will. So like. You know, if he hits that, you know, it's 15 DK points again, which he has consistently hit. Uh, gets a good matchup against the Miami Dolphins. And the biggest worry with Aaron Rodgers at this price point, I should add, is that for some reason or another, he has struggled to win in uh, Cali and Florida. It's just one of those weird things. I think given the matchup, he should be able to go out and have a good game. Uh, I'm not too particularly worried about it. And he is someone that I think we should be uh, somewhat trying to go out of our way to play him at the quarterback position. And that's just because, while well, we don't have that many great quarterback plays on this slate and that's part of it so looking at running back uh, we gotta see uh the news on aaron jones most likely gonna play most likely gonna be a stud most likely something we're gonna be going out of our way to play uh aaron jones two weeks ago you know got was limited against Chicago, okay? Was still able to put up 10 DK points. And then last week was back to his normal snap share where he was getting about 56 to, you know, 60% of the snaps. Now, A.J. Dillon also had a good game playing about 40% of the snaps, okay? Obviously, he had two touchdowns, which was huge, okay? If they're going to make a late-season push, they're going to need more of that out of A.J. Dillon. And so if we're going to get, let's just say, right around 12 opportunities out of A.J. Dillon, that is something we do need to be thinking about when we are making our lineups. Now, obviously in cash, not going to be using them, but in GPPs, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon have a good game. Okay. And if we're doing that, obviously you're not playing Aaron Rodgers at quarterback because well. It just wouldn't make any sense. Uh at receiver, I do think it's pretty simple. We are just gonna continue to play Christian Watson. Like I said, almost scored a touchdown, probably should have had a touchdown, but still saw six targets, still was on the field for about 90% of the snaps, still looked really good. Um, Romeo Dobbs didn't eat into his snaps really at all, maybe four percent, if you will, but uh yeah, still looked good, still had a cheap price tag, gets a great matchup against Miami. I, I think we're going out of our way to play him still. Uh Alan Lazard was kind of a, a bit of a uh letdown. Played in ninety-four percent of the snaps, but didn't really do much with them. I I do think he is someone you can still look at obviously if you are using aaron Rodgers, you could potentially use him uh romeo dobbs will be an interesting play as well romeo dobbs played the snap count that we kind of thought he would which is about 30 percent of the snaps in his first game back the question is will that snap share double i don't know like he certainly looked good but it's not going to come at the expense of christian watson okay um and obviously someone like randall cobb has Aaron Rodgers' trust as well, and he's played about 40% of the snaps, and he really came up with some clutch catches as well. So I don't know what the snap count allocation is going to be like. The most logical thing would be maybe Lazard sees the snap count go down a little bit in favor of Romeo Dobbs. But I don't know. Like, it's tough. Like, I, I think Watson's secure with the snaps. I think Lazard's going to get 80% of the snaps. And maybe they just try to do a couple more four-receiver sets. I, I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I wish we knew. We just haven't seen it yet. Uh, tight end-wise, you could go Robert Tonyan. I, I don't really want to go with any of them really. Uh defensively, I, I don't think we're playing the Packers D. All right. Let's go ahead and get into Miami. All right. So looking at the Miami Dolphins now. Um Tua, I don't think we can play Tua. Uh, 7K is a high price point for him. He hasn't been good in a while, DFS wise. Um, and obviously gets a matchup against the Green Bay Packers, uh, one that you don't really want to be targeting. Now, if you are playing Tua, I would say you'd have to play Jalen Waddle because uh Jalen Waddle has really struggled lately. Sure, he made you know one big play last week, but you know, besides that, the biggest reason I think why Tua has struggled in DFS is because Waddle has struggled in DFS, his snaps have gone down as well. So, sure, you could take a risk with uh, Waddle and Tua in a GPP, it'd probably be a lower own stack, but uh, I'm not particularly going out of my way to play him. Uh, looking at the running back position, I do think if Jeff Wilson Jr. is ruled out, this slate becomes a lot easier because then we are just locking in Raheem Mostert. If that's the case, if Jeff Wilson Jr. is out. We're going to get a running back. That's going to get right around 18 total opportunities playing about 70 to let's say 90% of the snaps in a plus matchup at this cheap price tag. Like that'd be highly encouraging. That'd be very tough to pass up on. And so as it sits right now, I'm going to, I don't want to assume Jeff Wilson's going to be out, but, um, maybe, I mean, most would look really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mostert just becomes a lock if Jeff Wilson Jr. is out. If he plays, they're both okay plays. I, I would imagine to be like a 60-40 split, which way I don't really know. Um, they both look good. The last we saw, it was Mostert leading the head of that running back duo. So that would be my assumption. I do want to try to figure out a way to get Tyree Kill into my builds. I mean, just super consistent, guys. He's always on the field, you know, almost averaging 10 targets a game. It's tough to really beat that. It, it just is. Even against maybe Rasul Argos and Jari Alexander, like sure could his production be hindered it certainly could and it probably will be but is he still most likely going to get 15 plus dk points yes and that is super difficult to pass up on on this slate especially on a slate in which you guys will see we'll get some good value plays out there uh tight end was i don't think we have to play mike iseki i don't really want to go that route uh, defensively not going to be playing the dolphins all right let's go ahead and move into the next game and guys just as an fyi i'm breaking it down this way so i don't have to do three separate showdown videos i might still do one for the tampa bay arizona game but i want to give you guys the proper information information so that you guys can take it and apply it to the showdown slates as well uh so the denver broncos are most likely going to have russell wilson back well they are he's not in the injury report uh and he's coming off of which was his best game of the year thus far uh against the kansas city chiefs now part of that was due to some blown coverages but he was able to take advantage of it, not mess it up now he gets a matchup with the la rams a defense that you know is okay uh could russell wilson have a good game sure I, there is the potential for that let's just put it that way could you play a stack with russell wilson and let's just say Judy and Cortland Sutton. And I think that's the only route as to which I would play uh, a stack with those two is if Cortland Sutton's back Uh, before we get into like Cortland Sutton, just very cheap, very cheap. Um, So yeah, I I see a path as to which you could play Russell Wilson. I'm not particularly loving that. Uh, The Tavis Murray is going to be someone that I think we have to look at as well. On this slate, given the price point, and that's the biggest issue that we're having on this slate is that we could have Mostert be extremely cheap and Latavius Murray be extremely cheap. I think it is a slate in which we kind of need to play two running backs. Okay. Going against the LA Rams. Obviously, a defense that just gave up a ton of points to both Aaron Jones and also AJ Dillon. You know, obviously Denver's gonna be able to see that, how the Packers are able to beat them and thus, you know, probably the Denver Broncos are going to try to mimic that Latavius Murray did play in about 64% of the snaps uh, leading to Marlon Mack in about 29% of snaps so maybe in a showdown state you could potentially look at Mack but I don't think we need to do that on the main slate getting into the receiver situation so Jerry Judy um, you know if Courtland Suns inactive again I think Judy at this price tag is going to be intriguing uh, last two games eight targets nine targets been on the field a ton uh, 14.6 DK points and then obviously the three touchdowns were fluky but uh, went off there so three straight games of over 10 DK. Points. Um, I wouldn't imagine it it is difficult. So, like Jalen Ramsey has been burnt a lot, but he can hinder production, especially against a receiver like Jerry Judy. That's where I want Cortland Sutton to be back. Um, Cortland Sutton would be a major, major discount play if he is playing and he he's not banged up at all. Now there is the risk of him re-aggravating his hamstring injury that happened okay that's the biggest worry but if we can get Cortland Sutton at this price tag a guy that was extremely consistent a guy that barely left the field obviously russell wilson really likes him oh that is just such a cheap price tag. like you're almost forced into playing him at that point M wise i don't think we have to play a great dosage on this slate and then defensively i do think the broncos do make somewhat of sense Um, you know, on the main slate on the big slates, I typically say pay down at defense, do not spend money on defense and it works out. It's only hasn't worked out once this season. This is a little bit different. This is a three game slate. This, you know, choosing the correct defense is most likely going to be the difference maker on this slate. Unfortunately, you know, we spend all this time talking about like, who are the top plays? What are the top stacks? And all it comes down to is the freaking defense, which is the luckiest thing ever. Um, so that's kind of unfortunate, but I do see a path as to which you could play the Denver Broncos defense. If you're playing the Denver Broncos defense, you want to be playing Latavius Murray. It's kind of as simple as that. All right, now we're going to get into the LA Rams. So Baker Mayfield, you know, he came out and looked like Baker Mayfield once again against Green Bay. You know, we know it. he's not good. Uh, Really had one good throw against the Raiders and... You know, still only put up 14 points. I mean, it was bad. He's bad. Okay. It's as simple as that. So that's why I do like the Denver Broncos defense. Uh, 5.3. Like, why would we pay 5.3 for Baker Mayfield when we can pay 5.9 for Aaron Rodgers in a much better matchup? You know, that's, that's my struggle with this slate. Okay. Uh, the freaking Rams though. It's so annoying the way that they're using their running backs okay? Cam Akers, snap counts the last four weeks, 30% four weeks ago, and then 70, 47, and 76. He's looked really good, okay, might I add, and he's also at a cheap price tag. Kyron Williams snap counts, okay? 70, 28, 31, and then like nine. Okay. Barely played. And then Malcolm Brown, they're kind of trying to use. So that's the annoying part is that you could play Cam Akers at a very cheap price tag and probably lock in double-digit opportunities. And he has looked good. And I would say that this is the weakness of the Denver defense is the running game, but I, it's tough. I don't want to play him. Okay. The value here for the Rams is going to be in the receiver with Ben's Karanic out, Van Jefferson already was playing about 100% of the snaps he just needs some more targets to go his way uh can that happen it could and honestly at this price tag he is too tough not to play a little bit of yes it's a difficult matchup yes Patrick Sertan is probably gonna shut him down but If he can get like seven targets, you know, that'd be very difficult to pass up on. After that, Tutu Atwell at a very, very cheap price tag for someone that has been getting some manufactured touches for a guy that played 80% of the snaps last week, which was a season high with Ben Skronik out, with Cooper Cup out, with Allen Robinson out. Like it does make sense that he's going to continue to get a lot of snaps, but who will it be after that? I mean, we could easily go with Austin Tremel, who he played a lot of snaps last week. The last three weeks, he's seen a snapshot go up. 16 19 and 31 percent last week uh didn't do anything in the passing game because baker mayfield but you know he's minimum price and then lance mccutcheon he's a guy that was a preseason stud you know a guy that we were targeting a ton the last time we saw him get a significant snap share was a few weeks ago uh and he saw 48 percent of the snaps but you know he only got four targets and didn't do anything in that game i kind of expected to be him to step up and replace a ben skoranek made but maybe it's brandon powell and i wish we got news that Brandon Powell is going to play a significant snap share because I think he's such a dynamic playmaker. We keep seeing it each time he touches the ball. I just want to be able to use him, okay? The difficult part about the Rams is that we don't know exactly who is it going to be. I mean, Tutu two, two Atwell probably going to get around 60k points if he scores a touchdown that's going to help you out a lot but in terms of like cash or even gpps like it is a very risky guessing game i would say if you are playing a bunch of gpps you do want some exposure to the other rams receivers because one of them has to do well right maybe and then tyler higby at 4.1 he's kind of the standout tight end play i think on this slate gonna be playing about 80 percent of the snaps um i think we might just see a lot of targets force fed his way with skronic out now um you know, he's basically their only starter that's healthy and active. He is like, for the offensive playmakers, he's the only starter that's playing in this game, which is crazy. I mean, Van Jefferson, you could say, but beginning of the season start, which is crazy. Okay. Gonna be on the field a ton, should have a nice floor. Uh, I do like Tyler Higbee. Now, some people are probably gonna to want to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm not gonna say it's wrong. You could certainly go with Tom Brady, who gets a great matchup. Um, and I know I said Aaron Rodgers is gonna to be tough not to play, but so is Tom Brady at 6.1. Um, just throwing the ball a ton. The last four weeks, over 44 or over 43 passing attempts in all of those games has had a nice strong you know floor you take out the game against the Niners who's a You know, a tough matchup. He's been doing well. Um, it's tough not to like Tom Brady on this slate. Just going against Arizona as well. Like this is kind of a must-win game for them. Uh, I could easily see him scoring two touchdowns. Okay, will the interception still be there? Probably, but uh, given the matchup, it is going to be tough not to play him. Now looking at the running back situation, also very difficult. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, you know, getting involved in the passing game a ton, which obviously creates a nice safe floor. Fournette played in fifty-nine percent of the snaps last week, whereas Rashad White only played in thirty-eight percent of the snaps. That was flip flop two weeks ago okay and obviously Brady loves Fournette showdown wise I think you have to play Fournette uh Bane slate wise I it's it's so difficult like I don't know if we can um like because we're going to want to play James Conner again it's difficult I i like Fournette I'm going to have some pieces of him and really what I'm probably going to end up doing is just kind of mixing the match and I want three of these running backs on the slate whether that be Aaron Jones AJ Dillon Mostert Murray Cam. like all this running backs are good plays given their price points and that's the difficult part of this slate but there's a lot of value out there with them. So you could really make some unique GPPs work with. Them. So after that, like Chris Goblin, very tough not to love Chris Goblin. Just been an extremely, extremely consistent player. I think it's like every slate Ken Allen's on, I tell you guys to play him. Every slate Chris Goblin's on, I tell you guys to play him. Just because I like the safe floors. I do. It's tough to ignore those. And then Mike Evans, like he is just due for a good game. It, it just should happen. He's had so many like fluky plays in which... You know, should have been touchdowns, were touchdowns that got called back or overturned. Like he has had a very close to a really great season. And so I do think it's kind of crazy that we're getting him at this cheap price tag. Like the targets are still going to be there for him. It wouldn't be surprising if like he closes the season uh, and ends up with like nine, I shouldn't say nine touchdowns, but like, you know, doubles his touchdowns on the season gets, you know, two this weekend, one next week. Like that just will not be too shocking because it's something that like just should happen. So if you're not playing Tyler Higbee, you'd be going with Kate Odden at a very cheap price tag. He has taken over for that tight end role. Okay. Playing about 65% of the snaps the last two weeks, very cheap price tag, obviously gets a great matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. That's highly intriguing to me. And then getting into the last team on the slate, going to get into the Cardinals. So looking at Baker Mayfield without the draft stock. Yes. I'm talking about Trace McSurley. Same dude, same dude. <laughs> he really is. Ah, uh, It's, it's strange. Um, Can you play him? Probably not. Probably not, um, but I will say it wouldn't be shocking to see him get two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Okay, probably going to have a few mistakes. We know that. Uh, but he's going to try to rush the ball a decent amount, so you, know, you could probably expect that. It could be a no okay play. Honestly, like you know, it doesn't take much for Russian quarterbacks to do anything. And I'm not saying he's like directly a Russian quarterback, but he's not afraid to uh, pull it down and run. Okay. 4.8, probably not playing him, maybe 5% of the builds just, just to have him out there. I did mention James Conner. It's very difficult not to love James Conner again. Um, just kind of lather, rinse, repeat here, playing in 90% of the snaps the last three weeks, uh, has had you know, two difficult matchups in a row and one off against okay. Now he gets a little bit easier of a matchup going against the Bucs. You expect him to have a good game. The issue or the worry with James Conner would be that Trace McSurley is the quarterback, but I don't know if that really Changes much like he still had a good game last week with mcsurley playing some and colt mccoy uh, at quarterback he still did well with him so i do think james connor is someone we need to be going out of our way to play receiver wise i do love deandre hopkins um even with mcsurley in there and then i also do love marquise brown uh marquise brown is just way too cheap for the amount of snaps that he's playing for the player that he is sure the last two weeks have somewhat been disappointments but the targets have been there okay and i expect the targets to be there again uh, i mentioned denver and new england very difficult matchups okay now he gets an easier matchup and I guess it's going to be worse quarterback play. So that's the difficult part, but 5.4, a very cheap price tag for someone that it really doesn't take much for him to go off. Like, heck you catch a long deep pass and you know break the slate i think he's a sneaky good play a great gpp play end wise you know trey mcbride you could play it love it too much okay so let's go ahead and get into the core play all right so at quarterback i think it's pretty easy we're either going tom brady or aaron Rodgers. given you know, kind of tom brady's price difference i, I think we're going to go with tom brady just given the slight amount more consistency but i can see playing both of them in a majority of your builds so obviously splitting them uh at the running back position james connor is going to be the top play that you're going out of your way to play i We'll save Mostert. uh, Well, I guess if Jeff Wilson is out, then you are loading up on. Raheem Mostert because that would just be the easy move to go with. Uh, if he plays uh, then you're probably just trying to get Aaron Jones in there at the running back position and then we're just mixing and matching from there. Uh, a little bit of Fournette, a little bit of Dylan then it'd be a little bit Mostert, a little bit of Wilson a little bit of uh, Latavius Murray um, and then a little bit of Cam Aker. That's just what it is. Probably just mixing and matching a little bit. At the receiver position I want to fit Tyreek Hill into my builds and probably Hopkins. I just, I'm just i not as gung ho about Hopkins. Uh, Chris Godwin makes a lot of sense but I like just going with the price that's Counts. Christian Watson has just as much upside as basically any of them honestly. Um and then you look at uh, Cortland Sutton, I feel like that's a very cheap price tag for Cortland Sutton if we get news that healthy and active. And then I kind of I kind of want to figure out which Rams player I could play. I just don't know which one that's going to be at tight end I think it's simple as well. You're either going Kate Otten or you're going Tyler Higby. I'm gonna go Kate Otten just give him the price tag. And so defensively can we pay down for the Packers defense? Maybe uh maybe um, they are the lowest price defense on the slate. And then we have a decent amount of salary left over. So let's get into the first look build. So talking about the build here, um, if we're going Tom Brady, then we do need to try to fit probably, uh, Chris Godwin into that build. And then you could potentially even go Mike Evans. Like this is a very solid GPP build. It's a build that makes a ton of sense. Okay. Let's say you didn't want to go with Tom Brady. Let's say you want to go with Aaron let to go ahead and show you guys that as well. So I'm not saying like to do this, I haven't exactly figured out the way I'd want to do it, but this is a way you could stack with Aaron Rogers. Um, Maybe not having Aaron Jones in there. I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones can coincide pretty well. I don't like the idea of having Cobb and Dobbs together. I'd want to split that up. So, and heck, maybe even go Lazard instead of Dobbs um, because, he's just coming in the field more. So that would be another route as to which you could go with lineup process-wise. But that's all I have for you guys for this video. It was a long one, uh, but it's one in which there was a ton of great information. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully you guys have a good Christmas and a happy new year as well. That's all I have for you guys. Let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.